in this space where I'm engulfed in the vastness of the womb, which is a lot of what comes out of my work with sacred text, is understanding the spiritual um, uh, capacity, the spiritual existence of the womb space. This really beautiful dance that's happening. All the elements being one and the same, moans that sound like praise songs, the word fuck ringing through the room like testimonies of goodness understood for the first time, bodies trembling like the Holy Ghost laid hands, limbs extended in exhalation, hands grasped and eyes closed like the bed is an altar, and we're in an observance of an Old Testament prayer. I could be wrong, though I'm not, but it sounds and feels a lot like church to me. Just press foreplay. Welcome back, loves. You're listening to Just Press Foreplay, and I am your host, Susie. This week, we have Sawyer here. I don't know if you can hear him purring, but he is my new office buddy. I don't know if you guys remember from earlier episodes when we were recording with Mariah. Her cat had diabetes. He's in remission right now. He's doing super good, super happy, but he's here with me. So if you hear the purrs, that's this little guy. (laughs) Um, The depth of this week's episode that I have for you guys is insane. There's something special that happens when you meet people who just understand the spiritual ether in a way that is indescribable. And that is Dom K. Chef, sensual Dom, and my new spiritual guru. So buckle up, find a quiet space, and get fucking ready to have your mental uh, realigned. I am uh, Carlene. That's my that's my professional name. I, I mean, that's my I guess my when I worked in kind of corporate America doing things that was you know my name. But right now in my work as a sacred sex practitioner, I go by Dom K. I like that. <laughs> right, I've ever decided like what. I want to do with that because interestingly enough in my DS relationships, the names for me because they're because they were personal DS relationships so their names for me were kind of along those lines so um usually uh my subs are devotees right and so that's what that's what I call that's what I call her or him or whoever it is at the time yeah which is fun because it like gives you a person too right Exactly, exactly. And they, and I allowed them to call me whatever. They just weren't allowed to um, address me by my, um, my, my legal name. Okay. Um, but they can use pet names like baby or sweetie or those types of things. And I, and I found that um, more adaptable in terms of um, our public interactions um, with my, with my subs. Um, although, you know, most of them were openly, um, you know, living their lives. Some were not. Yeah. So, but it allowed them to um, live, you know, the dynamic on a continuum in the public space. Um, and, and, but yet still have it be disguised. Yeah. Right. So, because everybody calls their lovers baby or sweetie or, you know, those types of things. So yeah. um, it, 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 made, it translated a lot in, those, in that, in that sense. So. Um, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I'm ADHD, so please all the rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> all the rabbit holes. Oh my god! Permission to rabbit hole. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I started um, sacred body journey 
this year. Um, I've been, I guess, informally practicing, um, and I and I and I don't need to know if it's really a practice. I'm just thinking about I, um, uh, in terms of the formalities of that word, I I am drawn to certain things, and I, I've always been drawn to kind of non-traditional, non-you know, secular uh, ways of being and living. You know, and I'm drawn to people's stories, and I'm drawn to being like characters in in this story, which okay. kind of gives a little bit of a prelude to um, um, a lot of what BSM uh, uh, encompasses. It's, you know, you you know, we are directors of somebody else's film and somebody else's story. And we're just there saying, put the hand here, you know, place the table there, look up and stare deeply into his eyes, but you don't hear the director's voice. Yeah. You know, you only see the people on screen. And so we, you know, in, in that analogy, uh, who, if, if the actors dictate, you know, have a, have a really big say in who gets to direct their film. Like if an actor is just not in alignment for whatever reason of the director in their past work or whatever, it's just like I don't want this person directing my film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for the for the writer, the writer as well will say this to the director. So in that analogy, that's I feel like that's my role as a, as a, as a dom is you know I'm the director, but as the writer and the and the main character of your story, you get to you know. You get to tell me story, right? whether or not, right? Exactly, it's still your story, and I'm just helping you bring it to life um, in this very special kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, though I've been um, doing it in my personal life, it wasn't until you know maybe earlier this year where you know I had some encouragement from my crew. It was like, you know, you should probably think about this. Yeah, first of all, that you know you can make a lot of money being a dom, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I suppose, yeah, sure. I know some professional doms, um, and that are making a decent living. Um, you know, I'll also preface it by saying I'm in South Africa, and I'm not like deeply into the scene here. I mean, I've been to a few dungeons, and and just about everywhere I go, uh, South Africa, anywhere else in the world, it's Verily, um, it's very um, dominated by white people. You know, yeah. like it's just—it's like blanket. It doesn't even matter where you go. Any country that I've, you know, seen the scene in operation, it's, it's white people. Do you think there's so a reason for kind of, that? Yeah, you know, we can. Um, so, I mean, in that we're getting, in, you know, into a lot of race politics, and you know, mm-hmm. around you know privilege and 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 access to privilege and how privilege shows up you know white people do things you know he was like oh no that's the sally being sally you know a black person does it and you know we're like center stage with it and it's you know we're just we don't have the certain generally speaking and historically speaking i'll say we haven't really had the same platform and spaces to just quote-unquote be and to um express in a way that wasn't stereotype penalized you know, shoehold, and you know, you know. I think it's a it's around privilege and how privilege works, and 
Yeah, I find that so interesting, though, because I like from my experience of just like people that I've been with and and connections that I've had, like Mm. African American culture has so much soul attached to it. So you would think that, you know, just just speaking on the topic, you would think that that culture would bring such a deeper aspect to it. So it's strange that our society allows it to be like, still hidden for certain cultures, because that's you know, like with you bringing sensuality and spirituality, a lot of that isn't always mm-hmm. recognized in BDSM. No, it's true. I mean, and I think that's what drew me. Um, and, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how much you're into like the signs and astrology and things, but I'm a Scorpio. Okay. So within that, in that, I've always been drawn to the super sexual and the super dark, Yeah, you know, um, and 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 to understand the correlation between dark, light, um, you know, sexual, non-sexual, um, and uh, and that correlation to spirit and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about dark, people all they think about like the devil, negative forces, evil forces, those types of things. Um, and I don't when I when I thought of the dark, my relationship with the dark. Um, was a very beautiful one. My relationship with dark was very sensual. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to you know one of my so I was talking to my partner um, the other night and and right, I don't know somewhere around one o'clock in the morning throughout the night, um, particularly around three, which is they call three the witching hour. Yeah, um, is where I get super all. Oh, like philosophical about love and the expression of it. It's, okay. it's really interesting. Okay, so it's almost like you're <laughs> getting like downloads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just and I can and I'm also it's like I I feel I feel drunk. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like um you know like, like I'm lethargic. Um well no not lethargic but just like the darkness. Okay. Is my liquor. It's my okay. substance. Okay. You know, um, people people think about um, you know think about uh, when they talk about people that are drunk and you know they say all kinds of crazy shit and they're and and it's been termed truth serum. You know, mm-hmm. Being, you know when you're like high or drunk or anything like that, you just say things. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the effect that the night has on. Me. Okay. You know, I just literally am saying things and. I may I I admit it because it came from my uh, a subconscious space, but a subconscious that was operating in inside a consciousness. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like lucid dreaming. You know yes. what I mean? Where you're you're awake through it. You know, and I'm saying these things, and I'm watching myself say these things to my partner, and there, and I'm just like just professions of love and adoration, and I'm just going in the spin, and in the morning. I'm like, I was talking about bunch of shit last night. It's like, you do that. Yeah. And I was just like, what is it? I'm like, wait, I, I said, all I know is like, I was like, protesting my dying property. It's just, just like, basically, you know, it's just like, you just you do that. <laughs> and I just wonder, because it doesn't necessarily happen in my waking life. Not that I'm not loving in my waking life. Right. But I noticed this, this, there was a, there was a certain dance between me and the night um, that happened. Um, that uh, I now have taken that and connected it to some type of spiritual phenomenon that's really not a phenomenon at all um, because it comes from sex. Right. Everything comes from sex. Mm -hmm. All things. 
sexual energy, sexual life form, that energy is, is the reason why anything on this planet exists yes. is because of some form of sex happening. So, you know, yeah, I'll stop there. <laughs> Let me <laughs> ask a question. <laughs> so would you say like for, for your shadow work that you do, do you just like you accept and you just dive in and just allow yourself to be in it? Yeah, I really encourage um, a deep relationship with your shadow self. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and for me, your that relationship is the work. Yes. You know, that is what, you know, is the work in being just as intentional and loving about that relationship um, with your shadow self as you are with your waking self. Because it's the right? yin and yang, um, right? Like it's still the other half of you. Whether you want to view it as good or bad, it's not either. It's just there. Yeah, you know, and it's not really, you know, I, I wouldn't even reframe, you know, or use the word from the past, um, you know, because I, I, I talk often about the, the layered um, myth of humanness yeah. and humanity, um, where it's, it's difficult to assign a percentage of, of those layers and how they show up, because we are the sum of all of those parts. Yeah. And, you know, and all of those parts and in all those parts is beauty. Yes. Right. Um, in, in beauty is ugliness In ugliness. There's beauty, yeah. you know, that kind of, you know, juxtaposition of language. And, you know, I personally don't believe in um, fav- um, playing favorites with emotion. You know, we really celebrate things like happiness and, and joy and love, those types of things. And, Emotions like sadness and fear and, you know, and anger is like, oh, God, nobody wants to feel those things. But it is actually through those things we tend to experience the most growth in our lives. Yeah. Um, and not to not to say that, you know, you know, the, the, the light is not <laughs> helpful. I'm just saying it's not superior. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, in order to appreciate it, you have to see all of the stuff that's not that great. Mm, mm, exactly. You know, and um, and it just shows up in different ways. Um, and I I believe in a strong vetting of people that we have in our lives. It's just one of the reasons why um, I really appreciate um, BDSM in the process. You know, of that just like because we because when we think of it, we just think about what happens in places. You know what I mean? Um, and the different kink that you're into, but it's an entire story, you know. What I mean, um, that starts from the where the sto- the place where all stories begin, you know, which is the point of conception, you know, yeah. the point of the, where the idea was born, where the idea was germinated. Through that, you you know, you start to think the germination travels, and now it becomes a brainstorm, you know. Um, for people who are familiar with the writing process, you know, that any author will tell you about. And it's like, how did the story come from one place to be a book, then to, yeah. then to be a movie, then to be a series, you know, those types of things. So it's this process that a story goes through that I deeply appreciate um, that the BDSM um, world um, provides for us. And, and I think that um, in that, provision makes us all God. Yes. <laughs> you know, yep. it makes us God. 
um, because we are creator. We are creating Mm -hmm. something, Mm -hmm. you know, and in that creation, there are deep intricacies that are assigned to the individuality of a personality. Right. So there means there no one experience even is is felt or experienced the same. And right. in that time, it is the time you feel you're you're within BDS, it is the time you feel the most vulnerable. Like yeah. the, 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 the the rawness mm-hmm. that is born from a DS relationship or an S and M relationship or any combination of the fucking acronym. you know (laughs) that any level of that of that acronym there comes there's a a, a deep connectivity that is happening that that um though it's instant in its attraction the evolution of it um speaks to a calling of our spiritual selves because those are the people that those are those are the entities that are doing our vetting for us you know Mm -hmm. as we get to know an individual you're getting to know a part of them that Almost nobody knows. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, you know, you have people that, you know, that are I mean, living their life. Right? A, a lot of times they are, you know, and through that process, they're able to do it. But we, you have people, the people that I have had as clients and as subs, you know, very few of them um, live their open lives, their public lives right. like this. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so, so it's almost like so the only being, time they're able to be free is when they're experiencing these moments because when they're out in the daily world, they're still keeping masks on. Yeah. Well, they're keeping. Uh, they're. They're. I, I wouldn't even call them masks in, in mm-hmm. terms of human. And I mean, I think. I think we're just different layers. There's different layers of us um, right, right. are expected to do a certain thing. So it's kind of like your clothes that you wear. I mean. When you go to the beach, you don't fucking wear a suit and a tie. Generally speaking, right. you know, you wear your you wear your bathing suit. So it's you you wear whatever you need to wear to be in a certain space and time. Okay. Yeah, I get that. And so within BDSM, what ha- the only the one of the only times that um that is, you know, uh, a general consensus about where do people feel the safest? Mm-hmm. Where do people um, unload and disembark on all of their vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it's within a spiritual context at church, at the mosque, at the synagogue, you know what I mean? In prayer with themselves. It's the only time, or one of the only times, I don't know if it's only, but it's, it's based on consensus of where do you go to feel um, like you're connected with something, someone, yeah, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 then you look down and it's just you, right? And so that means this energy surrounds you. It's in you. And so in BDSM, you get to see that. You get to see everybody's God self. Yeah, It's very fucking fascinating. Everybody's God self. Because in this time, they are blending um, what we, uh, both pain, and pleasure, and they're using one to facilitate the other, and the other to facilitate one. Wow! I want to ask you this question because I was gonna ask Alessandra, and it somehow like missed its spot in my notes. I like skipped over it, but now I know why because mm. I feel like it's a perfect question for this situation. Um, do you think mm. that? Well, I mean, it kind of goes along with everything you just described. But I was gonna ask her: Do you think that aspects of BDSM dissolve ego and? with working pe- with people have you noticed them kind of notice that what do you think 
interesting because I have um, my perspective about the ego, right? And so, yeah, totally. um, are you are you are you familiar with Eckhart Tolle? He wrote, um, yes, yeah, uh, uh, a new earth. Okay. And so, in that, um, he talks about he talks a lot about the ego, mm-hmm. and um, and one of the things that he nods on is the um, how how the ego is villainous. And, and it's, and for me, I take that a step further. Um, and I'm saying the ego is, has its job, at least the w- w- way it thinks, my theory that its job is to protect us. Mm-hmm. So anytime that people have attributed behavior to, 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 um, um, to the ego, usually that behavior is quote unquote bad, right? Or this person got angry or this person is jealous or just, you know, and all those are considered, you know, on your dark self, your shadow self, you know, mm-hmm. and in that the ego, you know, governs that self. But re- in reality, what's happening when the ego shows up, it says, I feel like you are being threatened, right? You know, and I need to help you. You know, I need to help you not let this person and this thing hurt. Right. And okay. so I think within, within, and that's why, you know, anger comes to life. You're like, you know what? Yeah. It's reaction to something. Like, you know, and I think that's what the ego is. Uh-huh. It's a defense mechanism. And, but it's, but it's one that, that, that exists to protect us. What our job is, is to um, be able to work with the ego. It's like a child. You have to work with, yeah. you're like, hey, hey, Billy, I know you want to get in here and get on the action, but, Mama's got it today. I'm going to, yeah. you go and, you know, why don't you go play with that toy and make me something, make me something fun. Okay. Yeah. And it goes, I see you. And I'm it, aware of you. <laughs> I'm aware of you, but you have to tell them, tell the ego, look, you know what? I, I think I got this one today, you know, but thank you so much for, for looking out for me. Thank you so much for caring. Um, I, I, I feel like I should take care of this. And I promise if I need you, I'm going to bring you in. Yeah. And that relationship with the ego changes things. So yep. within the BDSM context, it knows that it's safe. Okay, that makes you know, sense. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the nature of the experience. Of course, people have, you know, negative experiences, you know, or, you know, I, I don't really like to use the word negative, but lower vibrational experiences, yeah. you know, for sure. But we're talking about, you know, what, the masses on a consensus level might report about that situation. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard very few subs say, I'm afraid of my dom. You know, I've heard very few subs, you know, I've heard, of course, I've heard stories about, you know, doms um, misusing their power or the power invested and instilled and given to them, not even given, loan, the power that's loaned to a dom. Yeah. You know, um, sure, many of them misuse it, right? But generally speaking, it's it's a space that you feel safe, mm-hmm. you know, and that you do feel that you can come out and play and somebody's watching you. Nobody's going to hurt you um, and nobody's going to do anything to intentionally harm you. Right. And that you also have the power at that time, regardless of what's happening, you have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it necessarily dissolves of the ego. I think it actually empowers the ego to do something more productive in a space. Okay. I love that. I love that perspective. I've never thought of ego differently. I've never thought of it as good or bad just is, but I've never thought about it in that aspect. And that's beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you see, so, cause you practice more on the sensual side. Was there something that inspired you to take that route instead? Or like, had you, was there someone who was like a mentor that you admired that you were like, oh, that's the path for me? Or how did that start? Um, I think it's, I think it's really down to my personality. I am, you know, I, I spent, you know, 15 years as a nonprofit work, you know, doing, working with NGOs, NPOs, both domestically within America and, and, and internationally. So throughout my almost, you know, two decade career as a nonprofit strategist, I've worked with thousands of, of organizations in various capacities, um, and probably twice as much um, with actual individuals. You know, the last decade of my career was spent helping people start and manage, you know, um, nonprofits. And what I found in that work is that, wow, this world is fucked up, right? Sure. But there are so many people, so many people that are trying to fix it. Yes. You know, there's so many people that have committed their lives, their resources, sacrificed their families, sacrificed themselves to participate in the solution of the ills of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that that's just kind of how I organically am. You know, I, you know, I'm Haitian, you know, um, from Haiti. And, you know, growing up, my mom was, was like a community person. I mean, I, I think that's just how it was in Haiti, you know, so yeah. she just brought that same kind of living with her to the point where I didn't know until maybe I was 11 years old um, how many of the kids running around in my house were my blood relatives, were my blood siblings. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't know until I was like 11, like who was like my actual real sister, my actual real brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the way she raised us, they, they all call her ma. But they all call so my dad love. dad. Yeah. There's so much love and she never treated us differently. You know, from my quote unquote real sisters to real brothers, it, like everybody got treated the same. So I just didn't know the difference until I got older that, oh, yeah, you know, that's actually, you know, like, no, like mom physically had her. Yeah. That one mom did not physically <laughs> have. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, but I love you all it was the interesting. same. <laughs> I love you all the same. And so for me, um, it's just the, the space that my heart lives in is um is a soft one but i understand um that there are many roads or paths to um self-actualization you know and self-awareness mm-hmm. and um i'm of the belief that you know you can catch more flies with honey right <laughs> yep and and so um i feel like the the the, cent- the central side of it really elevates the vulnerability um, of an experience because there are a lot of amorous feelings. And um, and though I do have a rule that I, I really try not to get into uh, sexual relationships with my submissive or my, you know, I definitely don't, it's definitely an ethical within my client space. Right. And that's just a personal boundary because, you know, in some practices, you know, sex is a part of the work. Right. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um but what I, I felt like what I'm what I'm able to achieve just by using the energy, you know, the, around um, that 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 sex summons, mm-hmm. nurtures, um, you know, and, and, and as a result is sustained 
by an interaction between two people um, feels uh, that's, that's a part of how I define it sacred because then there becomes a, a, a veneration there for each other um, that is akin to any type of infatuation situation that you might have that in this moment you get to suspend space, time, all these elements that are um, restricted in our, in our, in our, in our kind of day-to-day physical mundane lives. But right now for an hour, an hour and a half, however long our session is, you know that you are deeply cared for. Um, you are safe that, um, what you feel matters, like on a cellular level, it's valid. There's nothing you can say to me right now that would make you unsexy. Yeah. There's nothing you can do in this particular moment that would make me reject you. That makes that person now become my devotee. Yeah. Now they have now put me and it's, you know, and this is, you know, a lot of kind of sacrilegious people as I kind of get into this, but that what has worked is I, I in their minds, I do become a god yeah and they do worship a lot of what's happening but in that there's a mirroring too because i recognize them as god so we are just having the fucking royal regal ass experience yeah with two gods that have come forward to make a thing to birth a thing to give light to a thing Mm -hmm. And, and and we're manipulating um a lot of these um kind of physical uh, element, you know, in order to achieve that. And there's like, there's a deep science happening there too. Like if we talk about, we don't have time in this conversation, but just the relationship of pain and pleasure, you know, on a scientific level, you know? Like releasing endorphins and... Exactly. I mean, the, the neural system, you know, it is to be explored when trying to look for a... a just the neurochemical relationship between pain and pleasure. And, and those two things come um, from the opioids and the, and the dopamine system, mm-hmm. right? And so the opioid system is responsible for the actual experience of the sensation, whereas the dopamine system is responsible for the anticipation or the okay. expectation of the experience. Okay. And so that's, that, that's fascinating because we're experiencing both, you know what I mean? And these are the dominant... Um, um, neurotransmission like uh, uh, pathways that, that are being activated and accessed within one experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, between and, and that brings together again this beautiful relationship between pain and pleasure and how that um, happens within the context of ritual and ceremony which if we just do any, if you just have any idea of any type of belief or religious practice, the concept of ritual and ceremony is, is ubiquitous. It goes just across the board. You know, I mean, just about every religion, every belief system, every practice that you can think about has ritual, it yeah. has ceremony in it. And, and that's a lot of what's happening within the BDSM experience. So for me, um, sensuality is woven into that because there is this really, this really beautiful dance that's happening in this moment. And the, and there is a, 
you know, through a softness, you know, you get this go ahead to push and take people beyond limits because the safer you feel, the farther you go. Yeah. In a situation. Do you notice with sensuality, because sometimes with pain, um, pain can be so consuming, like in the rush of feeling it all. Like, yes, it's liberating and it's pleasurable, uh, but you can almost like bask in the pain. But with sensuality, do you notice more like emotional reactions? Because you can't necessarily pinpoint it on a specific type of pain you're feeling. It's kind of throughout, isn't it? Well, I mean, at that point, it, it, it transcends the physical. Because mm-hmm. that's what's happening, you know, is there is a transcendent that is that a lot of practitioners have reported. Um, mm-hmm. And there are I mean, tons of case studies, you know, this has been in like maybe in the last decade or so that you've had this fervent, you know, literature around, you know, uh, sacred kink mm-hmm. and, you know, spiritual, you know, spiritual kink, you know, and, 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 and a lot of it is anecdotal. You know, I mean, there's been some scientific um, research done on it, you know, at the university level, um, but mostly it's anecdotal as people describe, like, what is actually happening here? You know what I mean? Or yeah. they're able to videotape that. And, and when they do video it, it, it's nothing. If you, if you, my mother was a voodoo priestess. She's a retired voodoo priestess now. So when I would see her in ceremony, you know, um, and I could take one of those scenes um, from my mom being in ceremony and one of the scenes from, you know, uh, a, in a DS situation or an S&M situation where the devotee is having an outer body experience. And I, you, I, I wouldn't be able to tell if I don't, if I didn't know, I wouldn't be able to tell which was which. Wow. That's amazing between what I saw with my mom in ritual and what I saw, you know, with okay. the, with the devotee in, in some, in some instances, a shamanic trance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And allowing their, their body to be, you know, suspended and, you know, and bonded in a certain way mm-hmm. or, you know, or maybe, you know, they use the other plant medicines to also, you know, uh, take the experience to different levels, which is shrooming yeah. or LSD or, you know, any of those other medicines to like take you, you know, to, to, to upgrade the experience. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, well, I mean, what plant medicines does again, it, 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 it lowers right. the veil. So within a DF experience, you know, when that veil is lowered, you feel, you feel like complete access to the yeah. other fucking place, you know what I mean? And then you're using, you know, this life force, this, it's a sexual chi and you're and you're and you're taking this it looks like you're taking like the superpower mm-hmm. into this other space where everything is possible like yeah. everything is possible so imagine what you would do what you could do if you knew you had no limit yeah and those or those or or you weren't police mm-hmm. you know now you're in a space where you could just do that nobody gonna say nothing to you <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's a marvel of an experience. Yeah. And 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 what you see come out of people um is 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 quite phenomenal. That's so beautiful. Mm. Do you think have you have you had experiences with anyone who um talked to you about seeing like hallucinations or colors or prisms or anything like that during or have you? 
I know, for, well, for me personally, you know, this is in my personal sex life where, you know, I, I incorporate a lot of my, you know, work and patients and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, um, a sexual experience um, is automatically like a space. It's, it's actually my meditation. Okay. You know, like yeah. if I, it's actually where my deepest meditations occur is during a sexual experience um, because I do like intentionally, you know, go into my own trance, mm-hmm. um, into my own space, especially when I'm, you know, when I talk about sex with women, you know, most of my sex has been with, not all of my sex, my last 15 has been with women. And so, um, you know, I, I, I definitely believe the black woman is God. So um, <laughs> I am all for <laughs> like kneeling. And being of service to her, this is where I consider myself a switch, you know, sometimes, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, is, is when, um, I mean, it varies in my, in my, in my professional life, my personal life, I'm, you know, but when the mood is right, <laughs> but when the mood is right, I'm just like, I don't even know what else to do, but to kneel before this bitch right now and literally just be at her fucking pussy for, I don't fucking know. People are like, have told me like, are you going to start anytime soon? I'm like, I don't even hear you right now. <laughs> I'm literally like, <laughs> I just in this space where I'm engulfed in the vastness of the womb, which is a lot of what comes out of my work with sacred text is understanding the spiritual um, uh, capacity, the spiritual existence of the womb space, mm-hmm. not just the pussy, because the pussy is the physical kind of representation of that, but the womb is this infinite space and, and oddly enough dark an infinite dark space in that darkness is where life comes yeah and they went through the pussy which means they had sex and that energy brought forth a whole ass fucking life mm-hmm. that's just like that blows my mind every time <laughs> that, that will never get old to me you know that will never get old to me so before i even you know when i have sex I, I feel like there's an honoring that needs yeah. to happen at, you know, at that space where I uh, pay homage to the womb mm-hmm. um, and for all us, for all of us coming from the womb space and going back into the womb space when we transition from this earth and move on to another planet where, you know, where well, I don't even know what happens there, but I know people right. have reported dope ass shit that <laughs> happens on these other space. And if you astral travel, you know, all that happens through a meditative state or a trance-like state that, for me, I definitely um, have gone into mm-hmm. when I have sex, right? And, and 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 it doesn't even always have to go to actual physical sexual experience, right? Um, just you know, when you say like this cute that you're saying is just, just press foreplay, because <laughs> foreplay itself that's that's sex, that's sexual energy. Yeah, you know what I mean. That sexual energy that can be manipulated to achieve a number of things. Well, and I say all the and time, that, like, life is foreplay if you let it be. <laughs> if you if you let it be, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> life can definitely you know mirror um, this sensuality. You know, I mean that we can see things and move through things with sensual eyes. You know, and and loving eyes. I guess that would be a synonym for it is sensuality, mm-hmm. um, but. At the same time, we know that, you know, the shit can get, it gets ugly. 
you know, and it gets ugly. But what we do know is generally speaking, when sex is consensual and desire, yeah. you know, that you move through it through sensuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it is desired, when it is uh, invited, mm-hmm. um, when it is, you know, catered to, you like you you can tell what somebody's been fucked right. They're like skipping around the world and shit and like you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you can always tell. Yeah. And then you'll I mean you you can tell what somebody's have been having a really good time. You're like Yeah, and then the Karen's in the world and you're like, Oh honey, you need some. <laughs> right, you need to get some. You know, you can tell what people ever had like, look, I know it's wrong why she had no dick. You know what I mean? Like, if you get a dick in her, maybe she'll act right. We don't we know. That's, that's how I know it's an issue. It's an issue because of what is released during sex, what is accomplished right. during right. sex. You know, is these this energy force that you're activating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, you can, and if you learn to manipulate it into, well, first identify it. If you can manipulate it for all for 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 good for for various aspects mm-hmm. of your life. Which is well, why we, we carry so much stagnant energy. So it would make sense, you know, mm. by like slowly basically caressing the energy in different levels, you allow it to release and how it needs to. Mm, exactly. You know, so I mean, yes, if I've had any outside of my own self, had I had personal experiences, I know I just one of my, you know, one of my exes or former lovers, and she was also um, a sub of mine. She just sent me a message the other day because um, she heard about the practice that I just started. And, you know, Rita, I'm going to, and I asked her, I'm like, is it okay if I quote you here? She's just like, fully. <laughs> and um, she says, funny how you're teaching the world the importance of connecting their sexual energy and helping them understand how spiritual sex is. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here lost in thought, remembering how sex with you felt like the devotion in the Southern Baptist Church sense of devotion. Mm-hmm. All the elements being one and the same moans yeah. that sound like praise songs the word fuck ringing through the room like testimonies of goodness understood yeah. for the first time bodies trembling like the holy ghost laid hands limbs extended in exhalation hands grasped and eyes closed like the bed is an altar and we're in an observance of an old testament prayer i could be wrong though i'm not but it sounds and feels a lot like church to me yeah, I mean, it's chakra aligning. And to me, all of that fits in with making sure you're aligned with source. And regardless of your beliefs, we're all source light. So, right, right. You know, and she and she's making this connection between, you know, spirituality and a religion, yeah. you know, I mean, and sex. And feeling the connection Um, because that's a huge part of it. You know, Mm. some people are, mm. are religious, but never actually feel that all of the sensation, you know, being a part of the collective. Yeah. I mean, because religion, you know, has, I I think, I mean, with the evolution of religion, you know, we're we're talking about, it has evolved into a lot of dogmatic kind of like practices, you know, when, um, and I think a lot of people would probably resonate here that we want to go more of the way of of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And the in the I don't know endless amount of ways that it shows up, you know, and what can and what can constitute as religion, you know, and what constitutes religion? Essentially, anything that you believe that you do in perpetuity that you do, you know, um, and there's a, there's a ritual around. It. There is right. a 
um, a set of things that you believe in, you know what I mean? So essentially you can make anything a fucking religion. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Like the reggae song, love is my religion. <laughs> love is my religion. You can make anything a religion. So I, you know, I try to steer away from religion itself, mm-hmm. though I do find the values in, in some of the, you know, some of the correlations, especially when we talk about spirituality, um, it's, it's hard not to bump against religion. Right. Right. Which is why I blanket it with, you know, where, uh, like making it based on your individual practice, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you believe in, because it don't matter what religion you are. Last time I check about 97% of all religions believe in sex. Yeah. <laughs> in some form. In some form, you know. I mean, what if mean? they if they don't that, believe in sex, then they'll they're, they'll die out because uh... <laughs> they'll die out. And um, and the fact that you are here and present means somebody, mm-hmm. you know, believes in sex. Yep. <laughs> you know? And so just, I mean, you just can't you can't get away from it. You know, yep. you can't get away from it. So you know, what I mean, but um, I I do really appreciate um a lot of the you know, the research and investigations I've been doing, um, uh, like I said, it's mostly anecdotal, though there is a lot of science out there now um, on these correlations between, it's just really fascinating to me because Mm -hmm. what happens is we just try to divorce one from the other. And I think that that's that's just been propaganda, you know, that we are wanting to support, you know, to to separate um, religion and or spirituality you know, from sex, because they know when we connect those two together, there is a power that yes. is instilled and awakened in us that um, can be quite rebellious mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Indians and yeah and that's what I started discovering when I started doing this podcast was I've always believed in sexual energy but I didn't really dive into it super deep until I started doing all of the extra exploring to get you know people Mm. a better understanding of it Mm. but yeah it it Mm. absolutely fascinated me how religion almost wants to pull you away from understanding that you are source you don't need to be worshiping someone in order to have that be a part of your life yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that if you choose to you can you can just, you can decide to or you cannot decide to. Yeah. Because I, I, I likened a dom to a god. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, might get a lot of emails around that, but I mean it's my work is to find yep. the relationship between the two. Yep. And at the end it's a feeling and it's an energy felt. And so if you're accessing that energy, then who's to say you're wrong? You're not because you feel it, you access it. And it's almost like you're allowing other people to have that experience as well which is your calling, mm. you know, so. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. And I encourage it in other people. Like I said, I am, and I think I said, I might've said this in one of, in our preliminary conversation is I feel like in my opinion, that all great doms and IE great leaders have massive service. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that you are, you are in a leader, as a leader, you are never not a sex. Yes. Right. And so um, I think that's a part of the sensuality piece too, is I understand service at a very core cellular level. Mm-hmm. And my, my go-to 
is to is to be of service. Mm-hmm. And um, and I will never ask my submissive to do anything that I feel would compromise um, their ability uh, to lead. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and I deeply encourage that, you know, because part of working with me um, is it, 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 it almost kind of takes this life coaching kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't keep subs for a long time um, because I, I believe we come together for a purpose um, and we identify that purpose and and then you move forward when that, like a chapter. you know, when that is going to change. Yeah. yeah, you move forward. I, I am definitely a chapter in people's lives and I appreciate that. And I set standards for them. You know, I help them set standards for various areas of their lives, you know, with boundaries, with with their profession, um, things that they want to accomplish, because that's one of the things that I do in my, and kind of, like, I do like a questionnaire, you know, um, before you, you know, you go into service, you know, part of that questionnaire is asking them what, you know, what are some short-term goals that they have, you know, that they want to accomplish like this year, and what are some long-term goals, you know, and, and being able to map those out and holding them accountable, which is, I become like their accountability buddy kind of thing. Yeah. But because there's a reverence there, it's really crazy because some of them would tell me, you know, you know, I've been trying to get this done for a very long time. This is the first time that I've actually, so what, so what, so what's, what makes, what makes them do it now versus any other time in their life where they, where they could have done the same. Maybe what is, maybe one of the goals was to lose weight, right? Mm -hmm. Lose weight. You know, I've been trying, I've been on every diet. And I also have an accountability buddy and she and I go to the gym together and you do this. And then, but then the friend will call one morning and say, you know, um, come on, girl, we got to go to the gym today. And you're like, well, I don't feel like it, girl. And then she's just like, well, you know, we really have to go. Remember we said that we would make each other go. We would, we would always do it. And th- this person can decide that, you know what? I know I did, but I just really don't fucking feel like it today. Mm-hmm. So that's it. But what will happen with me under contract, under, you know, this contract, some way they, they feel like they cannot not do it. Yeah. They cannot not go to, into the gym because the commitment they've made, even though it feels like it's to me, it's actually to themselves yeah. and to themselves and to their God self. I just their God self. They've made a commitment to God. Yeah. Yes. saying They've made a commitment to their God self that is being personified through their relationship with me. It's yeah. very deep. Yeah. What happened? So why and didn't you go with the friend who you made a part of it? Well, and it's like, it's the reflection thing. When you sit there and you make that connection with people, that sensual connection of I see you, you see me, you know, it's mm. not, it's just so different. You know, it's not two friends. going. It's so different. It's a promise you made to yourself. It's not, I, it's a promise to your to your higher self, to your yeah. God self, to that yeah. self. You promised your God self that you would do this, not just your homegirl. You know what yeah. I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's different. And and I'm pers- I, I, and I'm just a personification of that relationship. Yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. just playing a part. You know, in this film that you wrote. Yeah. And you you and you want that film to go on big screen. You know what I mean? And so I'm just helping that happen for you. So I think that that's the difference because mm-hmm. the commitment that they're making, you know, through a, through a BDSM situation, 
is 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 akin to the commitments that we make to our spiritual selves. Yeah. You know, and we feel deeply obligated to move that forward. And so I and I capitalize on that. And mm-hmm. all that is fueled by sexual energy because I don't have sex like my, my clients. So yeah. just it's, but I yeah. do take the energy and I say, hey, here's a moment. You know, here's like um, uh, an opportunity, uh, especially at the point of climax, which is one of the highest, which is which is um, one of the widest portals mm-hmm. for 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 being able. Essentially, it's a wishing well. It is, it is a point of climax. Yeah, your you manifestation know, it, you, you, your manifestation window. You you know at that with an intentional, um, you know, uh, with uh, intentional focus and 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 meditation and prayer. And we use you know breath work and I use crystals. I use oils. I use all of that to help kind of like facilitate these experiences. Yeah, right. Envisioning you know through that climactic experience, and I'm like, and I and I and I and I push them to. When that open, when that window is open, keep it open. Because yeah. a lot of times we are kind of within with when we when we have orgasm sex, which is it's just happening. It's just something that's happening to us, right? Right? It's just like oh, okay, this happened. It got stimulated. Oh shit! There I'm we go. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But what the the practice that I, that I try to do is just like all right, you are coming where. Where are you, where are you, where are you coming from and where are you going? Just oh, identify that in yeah. that, in that moment, in that moment. And I want you to hold that door open. Mm-hmm. I want you to hold that door open in, 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 in doing and talking about this kind of like orgasm control, especially yeah. with men with controlling ejaculation and, mm-hmm. and the, the, this, the mindless, you know, outpouring of semen, you know what right. I mean? The semen is used for reproduction. You know what I mean? So, but there's a way that you can, you can, um, orgasm and not ejaculate. So there's yeah, techniques the for, for men. Yeah. And being able to preserve that life in your, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing. So when you're going with a woman, it's just like, let's just, let's just, how long can we stay in the pocket mm-hmm. of, you know, of the, of the, of manifestation, you know? And so you go yeah. into that space and, um, and motherfuckers and just, just wish it. You can wish it out loud. You can wish it, you know, within your spirit, just, you know, because if that's practice enough, it will come to pass because yeah. it, is, it is your higher self in communication with all the entities that have your best interest at, at heart, mind and soul within this universe. Yeah. They are all convening. Just thinking, it's just this vision where you can kind of imagine it's like at your point of orgasm. Your fucking angels are there. Your cosmic partners are there. Your spiritual guides are there. You know, your ancestors are there. Like these are all motherfuckers right there at your point yeah. of, of, of climax waiting. They're actually waiting for you to put an order in so they can fulfill that shit. Wow. And we're That's just letting it okay. And we're just letting it go. And they're just sitting up there twiddling their fucking thumbs. Like, oh you know, wow, we, was, we were ready to help you get this job, this promotion that you wanted. We yeah. were here just about, you were just about to fucking win the lotto. You were here just about to repair your relationship with your mother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever that is. Wow, that's fascinating. And it's almost like retrain, or not even retraining, but just training your body to actually learn what the language is that you're actually commuting, communicating to yourself, not in words, but just in, um, just in connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is a training. 
And it is definitely a practice. So I'm not saying that you're going to go and have sex tomorrow and use my words and like, you know, get manifest a Lamborghini. Right. right. I'm not, let's, let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, shit, I'm still trying to manifest a Lamborghini. So, like, with right. my, <laughs> I've not done it yet, but there are, but I have manifested a pretty high quality of life, you know, and um, that comes with a deep sense of ease, um, a, a release of, you know, since this year, since I started, just this first year in, I don't even know, like pretty much 20 years that I can declare that I am no longer depressed. Mm-hmm. Like I just battled with depression um, for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of that depression was, you know, associated with, you know, me being a parent and, you know, growing up resource poor and just all the things around and the challenges around, you know, moving through life yeah. um, without, sufficient adequate resources and being a fucking black woman trying to do that and moving up the proverbial ladder and you know in corporate america it was just tough as shit you know and raising kids so you know i mean that's where and but it but within my within my role in my work as as a dom and within the bsm space i was able to achieve the type of ideal sense of life that i wanted to achieve um, that 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 didn't not didn't quite translate into my everyday life, mm-hmm. right? And so, what has happened, you know, is I, I mean, I couldn't sustain it. Like I could, I could be there. It was only when I was practicing that I was. That's why I wanted to, you know, practice twenty four seven, right? You know, yeah. um, and and be in TPEs, and it, it never the TPEs didn't really work for my actual. I had three fucking kids. Like you know, I can't be like. Hey, honey, I'll come get you out that cage in a little bit. Let me just go make dinner really quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, oh, what? Okay, I know you've I mean, been sitting in the air for a while. Right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite translate into a lot of, you know, your life and your, your resource for. And, you know, yeah, I learned how to tie somebody from the fucking ceiling, but I can't get her down right this second because my son just fell off his bike. You know, and and it's like gashing open. And so it's just like, ah, and the time management around that. It was crazy, you know what I mean? So the the area where I felt the most free and able to move in a certain way, um, which is where um, emotionally I felt at peace, which is where the depression couldn't find me in that space. But I, I wasn't living it long enough to sustain it. And, and like I said, hold that door open yeah. so I can, so I can experience it in my everyday life. Right. And so it was the practice. It was the decades of practice around it. Um, and, and also, you know, to be honest, you know, privilege has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that I'd be able to do what I'm doing if I have to fucking have to worry about paying my rent much. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that's why I went back to our earlier conversation. You know, why aren't there more, you know, black or POC practitioners? Because we got other shit to do with our fucking money, with mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's also a lifestyle that when you do have to have a certain amount of means. Sure, you can, you know, MacGyver some shit and make some rope out of some shit in your, you know, but for safety reasons, you just get a real rope and yeah. like one that's specifically, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, don't use your fucking... Yeah, don't use your fucking kitchen knives to do nice plays. <laughs> no, I mean, 
this 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 basic shit. You know what I mean? Don't go into a gas chamber. Don't take the fucking like just do shit the right way. You know, and it's doing the right way. Um, requires resources. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't tell how much money I fucking spent on fucking play play shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And who like if I have to like fucking pay my rent and you know buy a new harness, you know I'm gonna probably pay my rent. You know what I mean? Right. What I mean. I what exactly. So we're acting from a place of desire, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and when we're talking about people who are resource poor, we don't really get to act from that space often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we we're 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 suspended in need. Yeah. You know? Um, and being suspended in need um sometimes presents a huge barrier to accessing desire. Absolutely. Yep. And I feel like that's why a lot of people have so much depressions and anxiety and all of this, because it's like at every turn we're told like, no, you can't do that for this reason. No, that costs too much money for this reason. Oh, you need a degree for that. I don't have that. Great. Like, mm, 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 mm. yeah, no, I think that's, that, that has a lot to say. And then and we also aren't trying to, you know, qualify ourselves. You know, we don't feel qualified. A lot of us, because again, mm-hmm. we're going back to, you know, it's just a privilege and access mm-hmm. where um, uh, uh, if we want to talk about, you know, a while, a, a point in time where we have, who are, who are the most educated, who did go, who went to college, who could afford to go to college, mm-hmm. who could afford to read the literature and learn about all this other kind of stuff, who had access to that material, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, you know, generally speaking or historically speaking, um, a large population of that was not black people or P- or POC people. You know, we had other shit to think about, other shit to read about for those of us that could read, that could write, you know what I mean? And those of us that couldn't, there's a host of reasons why not. Yeah. So, well, and now we're finding out that the schools. Yeah. And now we're finding out that the universities here in America are like 60 to 80 percent are reserved for just people who are in elitist family bloodlines. And it's like, what? Like, mm. that's insane. Yeah, I didn't even know that, that statistic. Where'd you read that? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where I, found it out, I found it out very recently. I don't know where exactly the source spot was, but, yeah. um, you know, with everything that's going on in America right now, uh, like the news is saying one thing, but the people are not mm-hmm. what the news mm-hmm. is repeating. And so it's just this crazy, mm-hmm. crazy propaganda that they're playing on TV because there's so much information that's like if that information got out like this is insane that we've been operating in this way and it's just been under the radar and only the 1% of people who actually have money know what's happening and it's all been plotted by them it's like we're in a big video game it's crazy. Mm, mm, truth these are these are truths we, we've always been in a big video game mm-hmm. and um it, it, it does make it challenging to practice when uh, the rest of the world is using you as data to build these video games. Right. Is using poverty, using oppression, using, you know, um, injustices and inequity as, right. as data and pawns to create new systems to keep um, the suppressed down. And unaware. Right? And so, the scariest part is it's to keep us unaware. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this time they're, these days are very bold about this. They're like, yeah, we know you all know about it, but you can't do shit about it, though. And again, mm-hmm. we feel disempowered. 
Right. And I'm like, well, actually we can though, because there's people like you who are doing things like this, where it's like bringing power mm. back to self. And it's mm -hmm. a system that's mm -hmm. whole intent is to take power away from self. So you're dependent. And so mm. movements mm -hmm. like this and self-awareness like this is really what's going to be bringing unity back to the world. So I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I'm excited about these conversations being had more frequently. Um, as yes. I said, that I know more and more now, I'm, I'm, there's more data available on it. There's more research being done, mm -hmm. more conversations having, uh, happening, and just uh, a, a little tiny bit more compassion and acceptance yeah. uh, for people just wanting to be them fucking selves. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, I deeply appreciate that. Um, and I'm excited to continue to contribute to the conversation in this very kind of specific way. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's, you know, there's so much more we could kind of unpack around it, but I think that we, we, we got pretty far today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could <laughs> pick your brain forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just, Guide people to my website, um, which yes. is, you know, www.thesacredbodyjourney.com. I hadn't started, started doing virtual services yet, um, but I'm open to doing ones depending on the service area that you are interested in. Um, my, my BDSM work, um, I prefer to do that in person, you know, um, as well. Because it, it, I just prefer the physicality of it, you know, being in the same energetic space as another person. I feel yeah, really heightened. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in, 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 there are virtual doms and, you know, types of, um, digital domination, you know, that can be done, but I'm, I'm more interested in the one-on-one in the, in the -on -one physical aspect of that. Mm -hmm. But all my other service areas are, um, are, are available virtually. So I invite people to go there. I am on Instagram at flyfoodology. Um, because that's my, um, I'm a chef and I use, you know, sensuality and food to also move through my work as well. And, that's, and I do um, an aspect in BDSM called taste, taste therapy and taste play. Oh, wow. Where I use food. Yeah. Where I use food to facilitate, you know, climactic experiences. That's amazing. Right. So <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Okay, so it, it really is. It's, I mean, it's not bullshit. It actually kind of is. You know, yeah, you know, no, I love in that. In the same space, you can't well, There's that. so many memories <laughs> tied to taste, and so you wouldn't even think to dissect that mm. at all, but there's so much emotion tied to it, so it makes sense. So much. I love that. So I encourage, you know, people yeah, to look at that. Yes, I will include all of your links for everyone to find you. Um, thank you so much sure. from the bottom of my heart for reaching out. This is... This is definitely the conversation that I needed. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much, Susie. And, you know, just reach out anytime. Happy Perfect. to do it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dom Kate. It was a pleasure to talk to you. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys got as much value out of this episode as I did. This spiritual stuff, I am so about it. So if anyone has any questions or anything like that, if anyone wants to reach out to Dom K, I will include all all of the links below for you to have access to do that and for you to have access to all the services available for you as well. Um, 
Small side note that I want to throw in because I did make a comment about the colleges. So I wanted to get you guys access to the documentary that I watched that made me come to that conclusion. It's called Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. It was on Netflix. Um, no, they do not reserve the spaces, which is the word that I use, but only because I am so angry with the way that our system operates. It is more of a backdoor type of system. So certain deans will except bribes so it's all loophole shit that goes on but a fun rabbit hole if you guys want to go down it it is the age of accountability and these types of situations we cannot allow to just be something that is the way the system operates it's unacceptable it's not okay and it obviously doesn't do any good for anyone so with that just needed to correct myself a little bit and I didn't want it to take away from the episode so I wanted to provide the proper information for you with that aside please, please, please go to Dom K's website. Make sure that you are reaching out and connecting if you have any questions regarding spirituality, regarding your sacred kink, anything, anything at all, please reach out. Justpressforeplay.com, J-U-S-T-P-R-E-S-S-F-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y. And again, for Dom K's website, that is going to be sacredbodyjourney.com. That is S-A-C-R-E-D-B-O-D-Y-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y.com. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week.